Welcome to episode number two of TSOH Weekly. My name is Alex Morris of the TSOH Investment Research Service. I have with me, as always, Francisco Oliveira, RVO Capital Management. Today's topic is meta and specifically the year of efficiency. So I'm going to kick it over to Francisco to get us started. Yeah, I think it's 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 an important discussion and a good discussion because we're seeing a lot of optimism and, and good results from um, from Meta that reported last night, stock price is healthy. But I, I also think it's it's important to go back and rewind a little bit. There's been a huge change in the financials and in sentiment. But it's easy to forget that um, when things are, are going well because, you know, about a year ago or, or and more, um, we were, you know, Meta the company, um, and Mark Zuckerberg as the CEO were, were getting hit left and right all over the place. We had Apple's introduction of ATT, which was really cramping down on, on Meta's ability to effectively track users, but help advertisers um, monetize their ads and, and generate a healthier return on investment. Um, the TikTok craze um, throughout the pandemic was in, in full force and discussions were on on Instagram basically losing its luster in, in the young kids. Um, we got headline negative revenue growth for Meta. Um, we had huge investments and and the family of apps segment was seeing margins contract by by 1200 basis points. And, and on top of that, you know, when, when we got um, the company to change its name, really focus on, on the metaverse, we were starting to get run rate uh, annual losses investing in the metaverse, which a lot of people don't really quite understand what they're doing. And not everyone still understands what they're doing today. But these run rate losses were, were approaching 16 billion. All these things together, right? You know, EBIT declined by you know, over 40%, the stock price declined by 75%. And I think it was, it was a real moment of truth for a founder-led CEO. Yeah, maybe that's where I'll hop in. You know, the the real, the real turning point in my mind is October 2022, company reports Q3 results. Um, you know, amongst other things, they, they give expense, expense guidance and the midpoint of expense guidance is, $96.5 billion for FOA and FRL combined, which implied double-digit year-over-year growth again, wow. again, had as had been the trend for a long, long time. Um, you know, at, at this moment, the results in the core business revenues are down year over year. So so we're looking at another year of very significant uh margin compression, and people are really concerned about profitability in the core business. Um, and it growing losses at FRL. And so that was October 26, stock declined by more than 20% the following day. Um, the post I wrote at that time for, for TSOH Investment Research Service was called Moving the Goalposts and talked about this idea of, you know, them setting the framework for, for long-term EPS growth and how, in my mind, they had, they had kind of already broken the underlying structure of that. Uh, and as I wrote then, I said, you know, there's significant room to operate this business, meaning FOA, much more efficiently. May not have been the highest priority for management two or three years ago, but the realities of the business have changed and that demands a response. You know, the interesting thing, October 26, two weeks later to the day, on November 9th, Zuck puts out a memo, obviously sent to employees, but also made public 
um, outlining that headcount's going to be cut by 11,000 people, uh, 13% of the base. And, you know, the, that's, it's worth rereading that memo for anybody who hasn't. You know, he specifically says, I've decided, for example, he, t- he took clear accountability for for what had happened. He discussed, you know, COVID tailwind free commerce, uh, which which was not sustainable or it was resetting at a lower base than people thought it may have. There were some macro headwinds. There was ATT and other things that you discussed. Um, and he basically said it's it's time for, quote, a meaningful cultural shift in how we operate the company. Um so, so on Q3, they had said 96 and a half billion was the, was the expense guidance. Um, there were a number of cuts over the next uh, couple of quarters and also memos um, that, that brings us to today without going one by one to the expense guidance now being at $84 billion down from 96 and a half. Um, the other big things that's happened is, you know, as they're cutting costs, they're also making investments. And, and we're seeing a meaningful change in trend at FOA on the top line where, you know, it was declining. It was declining year a year ago. Uh, yesterday, the results revenues were up 12% year over year. And, and the guide for Q3 is 20% revenue growth year over year in uh, basically FOA. So, yeah, you, you've seen a complete flip in terms of where expenses were going, where revenues were going. And it it really speaks to, you know, the, the rapid response that, that the company made, which, you know, maybe, maybe something you can comment on. It really, it's really different from what I see at other companies. There's a lot of talk and at Meta, I think even the way they present the numbers as an example, they don't even do a very great job of showing how much more efficient they've become with some of the restructuring charges and other things specifically at FOA. And it's just a real contrast in terms of other companies that may pay a lot of lip service to some of these things, but you, you don't see as, forceful of action being taken. Yeah, it's it's a dramatic, dramatic change, right? Negative growth, contracting margins, and then, and this is the family of app segment, FOA. And then another segment that's just burning money on basically a, a ginormous science project, which could turn out to be brilliant, but we just don't know. And, and turning around today to get, you know, as you pointed out, 20% growth as guided, the margins are starting to return to the peak levels, not quite there, but they're, they're on that trajectory, um, including, you know, restructuring costs that are included. Uh, that's really healthy. And I think one of the things that uh, Zuckerberg said on the call um, that that's pretty interesting to me is that, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here, is that they like what's happened in terms of the reduction of employees obviously from the number standpoint, but from a cultural perspective, it's making them act faster, move quicker. You know, that reignite, there's, there's definitely tailwinds into the revenue growth comparability and starting, you know, actually uh, go around ATT and, and currency, but you're really seeing them execute and, you know, they launched something like threads, right? Um, well, jury's still out whether that is a hit or not, but, you know, with, huge employee reductions, cost cuts, and other initiatives like AI that they're putting a lot of money to. So they like, they said, you know, we've got improved results and we've executed on these cost cuts, but we like what's happening culturally. So we're going to continue in this path, not necessarily reducing more employees, but they don't need to like hire a ginormous amount of people anymore. So I think that's a huge positive. Yeah. On that point, anybody who hasn't should go read the the March 2023 memo from Zuckerberg talking about 
you know, not just the financial cost of having an excessive number of people and not being as efficient as you should be. There's there's significant non-financial costs as well. Um, plenty of other discussions we can have about price first narrative and short term, long term and where some of this stuff get mu gets muddied. But I think we're probably at our time limit. So we'll cut it there. That's good. That's a good lesson.